0: Today on Power Tips Unscripted, we talk to Robin Dreek, founder of People Formula. As an FBI Special Agent and Chief of the FBI Counterintelligence Behavioral Analysis Program, Robin built relationships and confidential human sources across 22 nationalities during his career. In short, he was a spy catcher and master spy recruiter. He did it by building authentic trust. He's here today to share how to move beyond transactional relationships and build mutually beneficial collaboration and partnerships. And we'll hear his thoughts in just a minute.
1: The most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree?
2: I'm Victoria Downing, and welcome to Power Tips Unscripted, where we talk about tips, tactics, and techniques to help you build a strong, profitable remodeling company. And I'm here with my co-host, Mark Harari.
0: Hey, Vic. How are you? I'm
2: great. How are you?
0: Awesome. I'm excited.
2: Me too. I'm fired up about today's episode. Man, this is a special one, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's going to be great. I watched (laughs) Bridge of Spies last night just to get ready.
2: (laughs) That's great. So, you know, really, who better to talk about building trust than somebody who you know, really gets people to betray their country. Right? <laughs> I mean, wow. Okay, right, yeah. let's dive in. Yeah, dive. Robin Dreek is the founder and principal at People Formula, a leadership and communication strategy company, as well as the, he is also the retired head of the FBI counterintelligence behavioral analysis program. I'm really excited to have him with us today. Welcome, Robin.
1: Hey, thanks y'all. Thanks for having me on. Exciting to be here with y'all and sharing.
2: Yeah, it's great. And I really love your topic. Now, how long have you been, talking to business people about trust?
1: Quite a while. Um, so I retired from the FBI in 2018, but um, I my career kind of spanned a lot of different field offices and management positions. And I eventually wound up at Quantico, Virginia, where I taught all these things at an advanced level. And the, when I started teaching in 2008, I think it was, is when I got a lot of, and I started writing and publishing. And that's when I got a lot of requests to teach outside as well. Wow. So I taught outside the bureau and formed my own speaking company in around 2008. So I've been doing it quite a while.
2: Is working with corporate America a little pedestrian after the intriguing stuff you were doing before?
1: No, you know, and it's a that's a really good question. I actually found that there is a, Huge predominance of people that are really, really good at this, um, outside the government, outside of recruiting spies and all that, you know, and, and think about this too. You know, most organizations, matter of fact, I'm, I'm in the middle of a book, um, you know, No Rules, Rules, which is the story about Netflix, and they go for a thing called talent density. And, and that, that, that happens in any organization. And so, you know, government organizations don't necessarily have a huge amount of talent density, but some companies do. It really kind of depends on, you know, the vision and, um, you know, that, that the company has and how they hire people. And so I think people that are at the top of their game and their talent when it comes to sales, marketing, which is the cornerstone of human interaction and, and moving forward and solving challenges in life, those are the ones that actually have mad skills.
2: All right. That's very cool. So, how does someone become the head of the FBI Behavioral Analysis Program? (laughs) What kind of background do you have?
1: Yeah, it's funny. I, I laugh because um, basically fail at everything you wanted to do otherwise. Um, so that, was my, that was my path.
2: Did you want to be a veterinarian too?
1: <laughs> no, I want to be an astronaut. Um, <laughs> um, so when I was in high school, I wanted, to become, I wanted to go to the Naval Academy. It took me taking the SATs seven times to even get an application. It took me next year to get in. I failed out of aerospace engineering because you shouldn't let someone major in aerospace engineering if they had to take the SATs seven times, at least get in. <laughs> Um, and, uh, you know, I want to be a Navy pilot and then a test pilot, an astronaut, but I, my eyes said they couldn't go Navy pilot. So I went Marine Corps. I mean, everything goes sideways. I, um, I was at Paris Island as a company commander down there and, uh, we had an FBI recruiter come down and say, Hey, I think Marine Corps officers make great FBI agents. And I could say, okay, I'll try that. <laughs> and then I get assigned to the New York field office after new agent training and these folks at firearms training said, Hey, what squad you on? I said, don't know yet. Cause we go through this rotation where you learn the city and this is long before GPS is. So we had to do like three months on surveillance. You know, we were following potential terrorists around the city and, and they all drove like livery cabs and, and town cars. And so can you imagine going around New York city, not knowing it, no GPS with a Hagstrom's map going to all three airports, at least four times a day, um, nice. totally lost. Um, so these, these folks were on a, a counter- intelligence squad that recruited Russian military intelligence officers. And I said, well, that sounds cool. Um, (laughs) I had no idea what it was. And I luckily they had an opening. I put a a, a petition in to get on the squad and I got on it and kind of took off from there.
2: Wow. that really sounds fascinating. So how did you learn to build trust with people and why is that such a critical element of what you did then and what you do now?
1: Thanks. Another great question. The I learned it because I was very fortunate. that I had a fantastic Jedi master and I had a lot of them on the squad. When I got on our squad of about 10 or 12 folks, at least half of them had 25 years in the FBI, all in that squad. And these wow. these folks were the masters of relationship builders, because think about this. If someone is willing to potentially entertain the thought of betraying their country and putting their life and their family's life on the line. You can't use manipulation. You can't use subterfuge. You can't use deception because all those things don't build trust. They build distrust. You need huge amounts of trust and relationship building tools and ability in order to sell the toughest product in the world, which is patriotism. It's a service yeah. to someone who is working for a foreign country. They're under diplomatic immunity. You couldn't even make a, a cold call because by treaty, it's illegal for me to initiate contact. Oh, and wow. so if your ability to build trust sucks, you aren't going to go anywhere, you know? So these people were the, the epitome of, um, ego suspension, lack of vanity. Um, they knew how to make it about everyone else, but themselves reverse it from themselves to others. And there you go. And so I learned, and that's where I started taking this art form they had and making it a paint by number. When I started having to teach it, I got on our behavioral team uh, a couple of years later and I took over it for a number of years. Um, so it's really just understanding human beings.
2: So how do you go about building trust with those people then? And, and I assume clients and customers are potential customers now.
1: Yeah. So a lot of times in life, people call it an assumed knowledge. They assume, you well, just develop rapport and then do this, you know, build trust and do that. But very few people dial down and actually talk about exactly what you have to do to do that. And it's really pretty simple. First of all, we have to understand the core of all human beings, and that is Human beings are constantly seeking psychological comfort. We all are looking for a, an ability to be comfortable with the people around us, our situations, and so we're all, in order to do that, we're always going to act in our own best interests in terms of our safety, security, and prosperity for ourselves and those we care about. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is figure out how that other person sees success and prosperity and their challenges in life from their perspective, offer them resources in terms of those things, and now you can have a relationship. Now, to build trust, you actually have to reverse it from talking about yourself and focusing on you and making it about them, because the other thing, in order to have that psychological comfort, we have to demonstrate value and we have to demonstrate affiliation. In other words, that ancient tribal brain we all have—you have to demonstrate that you want it, And it's all about them—that they're accepted, they're understood, they're valued. And so here's how you do it. I call these my four communication pillars. If you build one of these four things into everything you say, everything you write, whether it's on a Zoom call, whether it's on an email, a text, or live in person, the entire shift goes from yourself To them and their brain, in the short term, starts rewarding them with dopamine and endorphins. You move beyond transactional relationship and you get into longer ones. So you got the oxytocin and the serotonin going, and so their brain is saying this person is great for me, and they value me. They want to affiliate, and here's what they are: number one, seek their thoughts and opinions instead of sharing yours. Two, talk in terms of their priorities and challenges instead of yours. Three validate them non-judgmentally. In other words, have non judgmental curiosity about who they are without judging it as good, bad, and different. It just is. And four, empower them with choice. When you do one of those four things and everything you say and everything you do, and we all do this all the time anyway. Think about it. Before we send an email to someone, we write the email, compose it about what we want to do and say. You think about who it's going to, you do a little crafting. All I do at every communication is I want to make sure that every single sentence has an element of at least one, if not more of those four things so that when they're engaging with me, their brain is rewarding them. And so that's pretty simple. That's how you reverse it from yourself to them. You validate them. You make them feel special. And it's completely genuine and sincere and organic because it's all real. There is no deception. There is no lying. There is no manipulation.
2: Now talk about this from a corporate point of view, you you know, it's obvious when you're trying to sell somebody, right? You're trying to sell somebody on your product, you should focus on them, what their needs are. And I'm totally with you. But what about using these philosophies with employees or prospective employees? Does that fit too? And how, how does that
1: work? It is the core of human relationships. Absolutely. You know, how you know building a leadership, you know, inspirational, exceptional corporate culture and leadership culture is based on great communication and building trust. And when leaders communicate in those ways, matter of fact, my son's at the Naval Academy right now. Uh, he's a battalion commander, he's a senior, and I, we have daily discussions on putting all these things into action with him and his 500 midshipmen that he leads every single day. It wow. is so not just me working companies. I work this every single day, multiple times a day with my son. And, and this is the ultimate, you know, which we deal a lot with in corporate culture, peer leadership. You know, when flat organizations where yet people have title and positions, but everyone's on a first name basis. How do you inspire someone to action? Well, it's easy. You have to communicate in terms of. Why it's, why it's in their best interest to do something. Again, so the incumbents is on leaders to understand their why and then communicate that why to their individual so that everyone understands the role they play in the success of an organization and they do it using those four communication principles.
2: Can you give us any like real life examples of how the, how the words might, how you might literally ask someone or, or dig down and find their why, what's important to them?
1: So I I think think it was one of Simon Sinek's books um, that I've recently read. He gave a great example of a a fast food restaurant. There's a fast food restaurant, and the owner is in the restaurant one day, and there's a guy in the back room. He's one of the maintenance folks, and he was mopping the floor. And the guy in the back mopping the floor, you know, is was disgruntled. He's doing a, you know, a half, you know, half cock job. And the owner goes back to him and goes, why aren't you more into your job? And he goes, well, I'm getting ready to quit and leave anyway. And he goes, why? And he goes, well, because all I am is a floor mopper. And he goes, well, what would make you want to stay? And he goes, well, if there is movement, but this is a family owned business and there's only so many positions here and I'm trying to provide for a family. He goes, well do you understand why you're mopping that floor? And he goes, yeah, because it's dirty. He goes, no, 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 no. He goes, when you're mopping that floor and taking care of the cleanliness of this restaurant, when the health department comes in and inspects, what do you think they're going to see? What are they looking for? And he goes, well, if I do a good job, we're going to get a higher grade. He goes, yeah. And that higher grade gets posted on the front door. He goes, when that higher grade gets posted on the front door, do you think that's going to affect the number of customers that we have coming in that want to eat at a clean restaurant that they know has a good reputation? Mm -hmm. And he goes, I guess so. And he goes, and if we have more customers coming in and they're ordering more food, and do you think we'd have to increase staff and increase the number of things we do every day? He goes, yes. And he goes, Do you think I'm in a position that I'd rather hire someone from within that's got loyalty and understands the why of our organization? Or do you think I want to hire someone from without? Mm-hmm. And he goes, Huh. He goes, That's why you mopping that floor is so critical to your success and what mm-hmm. you want to do in your life. So, and what did he do the entire time besides explaining the why? He talked in terms of his priorities, he validated what he's doing and he powered him with choices.
2: Mm-hmm. All right. That's very cool. So if you were to look back at your 20 year old self and knowing what you know now, what are some of the things you'd be telling yourself?
1: This one's a, a really easy one um, for me. That was one of my aha moments. Uh, a number of years, probably right as I, I took a, a transfer the last couple of years of my career where, um you know, sequestration hit the government. They were wiping out my team because of money and finance, all the political stuff going on. And so I stepped down out of running the team. I went back to the field, did all this stuff at the ground level again, five miles from home. My boss is a hundred miles away. It was the best experience of my life. I saw everything in my kid's high school career right before I retired. It's beautiful. And I was very appreciative to my new boss. I said, Hey, thank you for bringing me in for this critical needs transfer. Um, best thing I could do for my family in the last couple of years. I said, Chris, where do you see yourself in five years? Because I figured my career is over. I'm done trying to make myself look good. My job now is make everyone around me look good. I said, where do you see yourself in five years? He goes, well, I want to make this position, this position, this position. I've always been a mission guy my entire career. I was kind of anti people that wanted to be career oriented, but I no longer judge. I said, Chris, I understand that my job is to help you get there. What are your goals and priorities and how can I help you achieve them? And oh my gosh, the gates opened up and everyone in the world wanted to be my friend. Everyone wanted me on their squad because all I wanted to do was make everyone else look good. That's what I would tell my 20-year-old self is that discover the goals, priorities, and challenges and the job of those around you and figure out what you're going to do to be a resource for them being successful. You want to have a successful career. You want to be successful professionally. The best thing you can do is make everyone else around you more successful than you are. Then you're a valuable asset that everyone wants. Then you can move in any direction. You have good, healthy relationships and you can do anything you want.
2: All right. That's very cool. Great advice to yourself. I must say. Now, I can't let you go before asking you to share a story or two about your time with the FBI and trying to recruit these spies.
1: Yes. uh, There's numerous of them and I'm trying, you know, and and some of them, the the funniest ones are the craziest ones. I'll tell you two quick ones. Uh, The first one was I was doing an undercover operation, even though undercover technique is used uh, as a first introduction. You can't sustain it because it's not built on trust, not built on truth. But in order to have potential access to spies, you have to use it. So I was doing an undercover operation and I happened to be working, um, trying to recruit and a Russian intelligence officer who happened to like this one. Um, strip club in New York City. And so I, I get to the front door and I was going to entertain him at this strip club um, for the evening. And I've never done this before. So I had a bunch of singles and fives in my pocket. And this place just laughed at me. and said, no, it's only 20s. And I go, huh? And they said, don't worry, we take credit cards. And so, uh, and so I did a cash advance on my undercover credit card for, um, what I called uh, scores bucks. And it was like $20 denominations of their money. Um, and that voucher I put in was really funny for a thousand dollars of scores bucks. Um, um, that that was crazy um, and uh, one other time it was a former Soviet Republic um, that I had befriended someone in undercover capacity and she's a female uh, consul general and uh, again it was for work and they tell you through undercover school all the different things could be happen you know like you know what what if someone puts a gun to your head and you have to do drugs or something like that what do you do and I'm like I work counterintelligence it's a gentleman's club it, it's aristocratic you know there's nothing. that well this one got falling down drunk and proposition me um, oh. and, you know, being married with two kids, that was that was a tricky situation. <laughs> but luckily, she passed out and I had to drag her back to her uh, car um, before it got it further. So.
2: Because I'm sure your undercover persona was single and a swinger.
1: <laughs> no, you know, it's so funny what you one of the funny things you realize, you know, when you're doing something undercover. You know, you you can only make up so much stuff. They call it your bucket, your bucket of information. Once that information is out, you have nothing else to talk about. And so I said, I'm going to cut everything out from my life, and I'm just going to talk about my undercover stuff. Well, at the time, you know, with a wife and two kids your kids are everything it's all you can talk about and so if you're pretending to be single with no kids you literally have nothing else to talk about because it's your entire life so uh so no that didn't work out so good so i was always i was always married or separated and always had kids cuz i always give you something to talk about <laughs> yeah.
0: you know your next your next book you should just publish you know print your uh past expense reports <laughs>
1: <laughs> that, that would be fun New York i tell you New York was a crazy place to do all this stuff and I, I lived about three careers in about four years uh, it was oh. it was a lot of stuff going on
0: <laughs> so uh, just Robin real quick with the, um, with building trust with this method we didn't really talk about timeline I mm. mean generally building a building trust with someone one thinks it, it you know could take it takes time to build trust does does this chop down the, the timeline what, what what kind of impact can, can it have on speeding that up
1: there are it's another great question there are some things you can do to try to accelerate that timeline you gotta be very very careful though because it's really up to the other person so you gotta watch for discomfort displays in other words as long as you're seeing psychological comfort displays, you know, eyebrow elevation, smiling, head tilts, anything ventral, you know, they're matching your tempo, um, their language is congruence, you know, when you, as long as you're seeing that you're still connecting, that's okay. You can try one of these, uh, techniques for it. Uh, one, uh, frequency, you can up the frequency of the contact cause that's an, a relationship accelerator. Um, you can, uh, work on proximity, you know, instead of texting someone, maybe you can have a zoom call instead of zoom call, maybe you can do in person because the more, closer proximity, the better it is. Um, The depth um, intensity of the conversation dialogue. And are you talking about the weather or are you talking about something deeper? You know, like the things we talk about, I share here, I'm very open, transparent, but those are generally deeper things, you know, deeper, darkest secrets secret to someone, or you just kind of stay in service. So so those are just three relationship accelerators that you can use. Um, You always want to always though, be uh transparent as humanly possible, uh, open and honest with your communication, self deprecation is great and demonstrating vulnerability. When you're doing any of those things as they're huge trust builders.
0: I must I, I'm always talking about myself in a deprecating. I must be the most trustworthy person in the world. I'm an idiot.
1: <laughs> it helps. That's what my, my three books are my three manuals on how not to be the self-centered narcissist I was born to be. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> that's great. Yeah, that's good. All right, Robin, this has been great. Um, before we get into the, the real nooks and crannies of getting get more information about your stuff, um, are you ready for some personal questions?
1: <laughs> I'm always ready for personal questions. I hope I can answer them. <laughs> And now here's a remodeler's advantage lightning round. It's a trap.
0: Let's put 60 seconds on the clock. What's your favorite business book other than your own, and why?
1: Oh God, I got I read a whole lot. Um, the, the first thing that's topping off my head is uh, Simon Sinek. Um, Start with why. If
0: you weren't the founder of People Formula, what do you think you'd be doing?
1: I would still try to be an astronaut. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are you not very good at? <laughs> Everything. <laughs>
2: oh, come on, I don't believe that for a minute. Um, I,
1: I would love to. I'd love to live in Alaska, off the land, and be self self sufficient. I think I suck at it, so. Yeah.
0: <laughs> your room, your desk, or your car? Which would you clean first?
1: Um. Probably My Desk.
0: Name a movie you've seen more than 10 times.
1: Oh, a whole lot of those too, Gladiator.
0: Nice. Good one. What's your What's the first four-letter word that comes to mind?
1: Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, four letters. <laughs> I know it pops in my mind, but.
2: <laughs> Maybe that's something you can share.
1: Frack. Okay. I watched Battlestar Galactica and so they used Oh to- yes <laughs> That's
0: right. You're All fracking right.
1: kidding me.: Yes, you're fracking kidding me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's funny.
2: All right, thank you so much. Hey, Robin, how do people learn more about People formula and your books?
1: Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, I'm really simple and easy. Peopleformula.com. All one word, peopleformula.com. It is a one-stop shop on there. My articles are on there. My online training academy is on there. Uh, my books are on there, as well as my reading list. I read probably about 40 to 60 books a year. Everything I read is on there. I do social posts on it. You can follow wow. those. Follow me on LinkedIn. There's an awful lot of information I try to put out there. Um, my coaching page. You know, So however you want to scale it, if you want free stuff, it's there and you can ramp it all the way up to paying me lots of money to say hi.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, great. Now, before I let you go, though, I want you to share with our listening audience your five words of wisdom and why they resonate with you.
1: Uh, Humility, leadership, selflessness, consistency, and trustworthiness.
2: And why those?
1: Because it keeps the focus on others rather than yourself and it keeps us humble and grateful for those uh, relationships and people we have in our lives.
2: All right. Very nice. Thank you very much. That's awesome. This is wonderful. Thank you so much for being here. And I appreciate it very much.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, folks. That was great. You thanks bet. for having
2: Bye. Well, you know, uh, I would love to sit with him for several hours and just listen to more stories. <laughs> what a career, right?
0: That's pretty. That's really cool. Exciting. You know. I mean, wow. it's it's something I'd rather watch on TV than actually have to be the one doing it. <laughs> yeah, but really, um, you know, it's just funny that he, you know, I, I got myself a whole bunch of singles and yeah, they were right. like, that's not going to cut it in here, pal.
2: I guess that particular <laughs> Russian, like the high end strip clubs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I wouldn't know. That's pretty good, though. That's, yeah. that's fun. Yeah. I'd love to see uh, just a stack of all his uh, expense reports over the years. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some real fun stuff.
2: In yeah. There. You know, but, but, the, the fact that he took everything he learned and is flipping it around to the corporate side is pretty fascinating too. Because of course, those same principles would apply.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it. At the end of the day, this is the core of it all, right? I mean, I even talk about it in my book. It's it's a basic marketing fundamental about empathy and and you know your clients and what they're what's important to them and and your prospects and what's important to them. I mean, at the end of the day, so many different aspects of of disciplines always comes back to this one thing and it's it's not about you it's about them Mm -hmm. and if you show your interest and your care about them um yeah i i was just recently asked what's like one quick one line tip you could give anybody on on marketing and or or what was it networking and i said say you 10 times more often than me or i Mm -hmm. you know if you're if you're talking about that person you're going to connect with them much quicker. Right. Yeah. At the end of the day, we're all about ourselves, right?
2: Mm-hmm. All I want to hear about is me. Right. So. so it takes some training for us to flip that around.
0: Yeah, it's good. Habit. I haven't habit. read his book. I'm definitely going to, though. That's yeah. That sounds really fascinating. Yep. yep, yep. I agree. Awesome. Well, we want to thank Robin for sharing a couple of stories from his interesting past and, and some tips for uh, building trust. And we want to thank you for listening week in and week out. I'm Mark Harari.
2: And I'm Victoria Downing. See you next time. This has been another episode of Power Tips Unscripted, the Remodeler's Guide to Business. Visit www.remodelersadvantage.com to learn more about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program. There you can also find information about our business consulting services, upcoming live events, and much more. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. It's a
0: beautiful day.